The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate hope, or should I say H-O-P-E, with Joshua Lewis, who is an intuitive, a, a medium, as well as a researcher into afterlife and afterlife communications. Thank you so much for joining me today, Josh. It's been crazy um, finding a time to to do this. I, I thank you for your patience. Thank you, Christy. It's an honor to be on. Thank you. I'm so happy to be doing this because I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation now you've written a book um, finding hope in the afterlife um so but let's let's back up a little bit so you are uh, a medium you are intuitive you connect with people on the other side um is that how you got started in this work in the first place or how did you get started no um you know i i i uh I have a very, very wild past. I have uh, addiction and a lot of, I got in a lot of trouble early on. Um, really been, a, I was a sensitive kid growing up, but I really overcompensated um, for my sensitivity and tried to kind of squash the sensitivity to become a tougher kid, you know, and I, and I, I overshot the mark by a lot, you know, um, and I ended up getting in a lot of trouble, getting sent to prison for a couple of years Um and when I got out, I kind of had nothing, you know, uh, other than just a belief in a higher power that saved my butt. Um, I, I had nothing to start with. Um, I got a job and started going to 12 step meetings and, you know, got, got, got clean and sober and working with other guys that were kind of on that same trajectory, trying to kind of head them off and trying to let them know what's on the other side as far as prison and institutions and possibly death if they keep going. Um, which is where I was headed. There's no question. I was facing a a 20 year uh, prison sentence. I was facing really life in prison and I was given only two and a half years. So I was kind of spared a life of misery and pain. And um, so, you know, I started over and I started making some money at at some of, I started some businesses and doing well. And, um, and I, and I had the opportunity to kind of like, semi-retire in a way um after a few years after being out made enough money that i was able to do that and and that's a that was a big jump from being completely broke um so you know i I, you know bought a house and started a family and 
you know, had some other businesses. So I worked from home and it was great. And I started really diving more into my spirituality, um, the 12 steps, how they can help anybody and not just alcoholics and addicts and stuff. And, um, you know, I started researching with like recorders and little spirit boxes. I saw some things on YouTube and I'd go to cemeteries with my partner, Nikki, and we would go to abandoned buildings and things like that. And we would record stuff and the recordings were our names or names of other people, or they would say, help me. And uh, we're looking for the light and things like that. So when I hear that kind of stuff, I, I go, well, there's something there. There's definitely something going on. I don't know how to explain it, but there's no question that I'm experiencing, um, you know, intelligent responses from another dimension, whether it's loved ones or demons or whatever. People have all these ideas of what they think it could be, but a lot of it was all positive. I mean, once in a while you get a get out or you know, I'm bad or something like that. But, you know, a lot of times it was all positive stuff. And we ended up bringing a medium out with us. I wasn't too keen to mediums. I wasn't really, uh, I didn't have any experience with them. So I really was kind of, you know, putting them in the, in the research group as far as I was going to research them too. And working with this woman after a couple months and she was getting very accurate things, um, you know, she said, hey, you and your partner are going to start getting messages yourself. And we both kind of balked at that. Um, you know, we kind of were like, that's 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 crazy talk, you know. Um, and my partner, Nikki, one night she started feeling different. She started feeling something. And I started asking her some questions about a friend of mine that passed. She didn't know. And uh, she was accurate. And about a few weeks later, I started to get the same feeling. Um, I started to uh, pick up on things. They were right. Um, and then I found this teacher. Her name is Deborah Lynn Katz, PhD. She's a um, uh, an intuitive, uh, and she owns this school called the International School of Clairvoyance. And um, I started working with her. And uh, she you know, would test me. She would do things like she would ask me to do like a cold reading and she would say, here's a name, Manny. She'd say here, and she gave me a bunch of different names, but she, one of them, she'd say, you know, here's a name, Manny. And she goes, I don't, I'm not going to tell you they're alive. I'm not going to tell you they're dead. I'm not going to tell you nothing. I just gave you the name, she said. And now she's like, I'm going to be quiet. And for 30 minutes, I want you to tell me everything you get on this person. Um, and so, you know, I remember I was doing this reading with her and, and, and I'm like, yeah, I see this young kid, uh, he's like 16. I see him in the desert. I see him riding like a four wheeler. Um, I said, I feel like he's like mixed background. Like he's got some kind of, uh, like he's a mixed culture. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, whatever his background is, I said, I see him, I see a sombrero. I see a guitar. I said, um, you know, and I see a, I said, I said, I see him smoking a joint, this kid. Mm -hmm. And I, and I say all these things to her. Right. And then at the end, at the end, you know, she goes like, all right, that's enough. You've done 30 minutes of, of giving me information. I'm going to tell you who it is. She goes, it's my son, she says, and he's alive, of course. And she says, we live in the desert. He's 16. He rides his four wheeler around in the desert. He's got a sombrero on his wall in his room. He sits on his bed. He plays the guitar. 
Um, and he's a good kid, so I don't know if he's smoking weed yet, but I, I don't, I'm not too concerned about it, you know? And so that's when it showed me. And I did a few of those and, you know, with no training yet, I could see that my raw ability was there because I was just picking up on these things. And so she showed me how to refine that, mm -hmm. you know, 3000 paid readings later, 10 years later, you know, I'm, I'm doing some pretty, you know, cool work still, you know? So yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. So, but where did this interest even begin? I mean, you show up in the, in the cemetery with this equipment, but had you always been interested in that type of thing? Well, you know, it's uh, not really into the paranormal as much. I, I was really more interested in the spirituality of things, uh, connecting with the higher power, whether that's guy in the sky with a beard and all that, you know, or it's a, it's a, um, you know, source energy that runs everything and everywhere, you know, uh, whether it's Jesus or Buddha or Allah or Krishna, you know, there, I was interested in that. Um, I always had an affinity and a connection to Christ, even though I don't really, I, I'm not a religious person. Um, right. I was raised Catholic and stuff, but I mean, I, I just, I don't consider myself to be a devout Catholic or anything like that. I, I, I'm a, I'm a student of all religions of the world. And, um, but Christ is my, my main guy. He's, he's my, he's my go-to. Um, and, uh, so I remember, when I was at the bottom of my, the depths of my addiction, I remember I was, um, I was driving around at like two in the morning in my car. My parents wanted nothing to do with me. My friends wanted nothing to do with me. I had no friends really left. I was really just bottomed out and I had done a lot of damage to a lot of people with, you know, my addiction and stuff. So a lot of bridges burned. And I pulled into this, this church because I wanted to talk to someone. I, I was talking to God. I was admitting my faults for like the first time. I was like being honest with myself about all, excuse me, about all the things that I had done and gone through. But I wanted to like really confess my sins in a way to another person. I wanted another person to talk to. I remember I pulled into the church. It was closed. The rectory where the priests live is closed. The church is closed. There's a grotto that they leave open. That's got like some candles and a couple of kneelers and a statue of the Blessed Mother and, and the baby uh, Jesus. And and um, and so I go in there. I light a candle. I'm crying. I'm crying. You know. And and uh, I. Uh, I just, I kneel down and out of nowhere, this little old lady comes into the grotto at two in the morning, no car pulled up. There was no sound of anything. Just this lady walks in with this little dog and she just kind of, she lights a candle and she kneels next to me. And already that seemed weird um, for me, um, but you know, whatever. And then she put her hand on my shoulder. I mean, literally didn't say a word to me but just put her hand on my shoulder and then said, would you like to confess your sins to me? Oh my so, gosh. So that's a really powerful moment. You know, it was a really powerful. Yes. Moment. So I started bawling even harder, you know, I was like really just losing it. And she pulled out this little book and she, and, and she kind of like a priest and, you know, and I said, bless me. It's been this long since I've confessed and I'd love to, you know, and I, I started dumping my heart out to her. And then she says, um, here, you know, say a couple Hail Marys and a couple of our, our fathers and, you know, kind of like a penance or whatever. And 
Um, and then she goes and takes this raggly necklace off of her neck, which is a scapular. Scapulars are these, um, you know, some people don't know they're, they're these little like fabric necklaces with like the sacred heart and the, and the blessed mother on it. People get them, um, for their first Holy communions. Um, so like normally when you're like in second grade, you would get like a scapular if you're a Catholic and you're going through the whole regiment of that whole process. And she says, this was my father's and on his, he wore it every day of his life and on his deathbed. He gave it to me and, and I'm giving it to you. And I said, I cannot take that. I cannot take that. She says, no, she says, God wants you to have it. He, he says he wants you to have it. And, um, so I take it, you know, and I put it on and, and, and as quickly as she was there, you know, she got up and she walked out, she bent the corner, not even bent, like bent the corner out of the grotto. And I sat there like a second, couple seconds, I don't know, and got up and looked and she was gone. And I, and I tell that story because wow. I, I don't, I don't claim that she wasn't a real person. Um, I think she was a real person. I think she was a real person that God spoke to and said, you know, like we don't know why we go somewhere sometimes, but then we go there and someone needs our help and you go, holy cow, I'm glad I was here. But you realize that you're being guided by something bigger than you. And so I would say that God guided her to another child of his, to a, a hurting child of his, to to really give that manifested feeling of him being there. And so I really feel like that is is what happened. And that was a big pivotal moment for me because what it told me was um, I'm not alone that, that, that this power greater than me, whether it, of my, of my lack of understanding, um, it's, you know, um, can hear me and loves me and is willing to kind of move mountains in a way to, to let me know that I have that kind of support. What's interesting about that story is that years later, when I did get my ability, I mean, many years later, mm -hmm almost 10 years like 15, 13 years later when i got my ability and i was working with my partner nikki uh, um and 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 i asked about that incident and she, and she started to get something intuitively and she got this angel that came through and the angel said that was me i was the one that manifested myself um to wow. to to show you and i said and I said, you got to forgive me. I said, I, I, I still am new to this. And I have a little bit of doubt, not about God, not about angels, not about the afterlife, but I have a little bit of doubt about you being that that wasn't a real person. You know, I said, I even have the scapular still. How would that be the case if I still have the scapular? And she said that scapular was sitting in the grotto by itself. It was there already. And she said it, it was a gift from God to you. So there's something interesting about that. Again, that is not something that can be proved, you know, proven, um, right. but it is definitely a heck of a story. And what I do know is real is what really happened in that grotto. So regardless of whether it was a, a manifested angel or not, I do know the power in God. That's what gave me um, <clears throat> a really strong sense that I was being guided Years later, I, I I did a session. I did a I, I walked into a friend's house and they had a, a spirit board, like a Ouija board, and, and I asked them to play it. I'd never tried it, and um, and we sat down, me and, and the kid's girlfriend, 
Um, my friend sat there not touching it. My girlfriend sat there at the time not touching it. But me and his girlfriend played, and while they watched, and we, you know, used it, and the planchette started moving on its own, and I mean, without our hands touching it. And and the and the answers that we got to our questions were all accurate. And everything was very love-filled, very positive. So again, years later after that grotto incident, now we're having a paranormal experience, a spiritual experience in the grotto. Now we're having a paranormal experience in this person's house with the spirit board. And so at that point, the spiritual experience made me really know that there was a God. Like there really wasn't a question then. The paranormal experience with the Ouija board really showed me that there really was an afterlife. That mm -hmm. regardless of whether I can explain all that just happened or not, that there really was intelligent, loving consciousness. Some, you know, yeah, conscious, you know, intelligent yeah. uh, energy that was responding with us. And so that was like, okay, now there's no question that there's an afterlife. So that incident stayed with me when it came time to pick up those boxes and those recorders in the cemeteries i was looking for that kind of experience again as the ouija board but knowing that my higher power was there with me or that was guiding me so it's a very interesting dichotomy there you know right and 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 then so after that experience in the in the cemetery you've you really took that research that that work and ran with it and yeah yeah i mean i i didn't plan on it i certainly didn't plan on it i was an entrepreneur i was i had other businesses i still have a couple of those businesses so i i really wasn't like i mean i was in the i'm in i still am involved in film at times but i i produced mm -hmm working on, um, you know, feature films and working in independent films um, in the film industry. And so that was like my main focus. The businesses were my main focus. This was a hobby. This was like a passion and a hobby. And all of a sudden I started to notice that my evidence was above average as far as what I was capturing was I was looking at other channels on YouTube and different people that were doing this for years and not to knock them, I just was not seeing the the level of class A evidence that I was type that I was capturing myself. And I wasn't thinking of it like in the egotistical way. I was thinking, I have a knack for this that I need to keep keep at it. And a couple of people after posting some sessions on the channel, they were like, This is your purpose. This is like what you're meant to do. And I'm like, eh. You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? But eventually I just I really realized that I was able to help more people and make a bigger impact doing what I'm doing now than I am making films, than I am running my businesses. Um, so this was like, OK, if I want to be of service to the big guy, I feel like this is where I fit in right now and this is what I should be doing. And so that's really what's led. You know, I mean, every day I. I I meditate and I pray. Um, I might miss a day once in a while with meditation, but it's very rare. But, um, you know, and I, I I always turn my will and life over to the care of God as I understand him. And I do that with a certain prayer. I do that with my meditation. I do that with my words. I do that with my actions. You know, I get in a jam and I'm like, OK, I don't know what I'm doing here. Help me. 
help me, help me, I need your help right now. And so it's like, I always just get the next uh, set of instructions right when I'm supposed to, you know, um, if I just have faith and kind of do the next right thing, um, everything kind of falls in line, even if it doesn't seem like it's falling in line to me. I, I, you know, there's a faith that I have in, in, in my higher power. So that's, that's been what's going on, you know, as far as how I run it. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, this work helps people. So how do you, how I know it helps people, but how do you see it helping people? Well, it started out as I was hearing a lot of help me's through the recorder, through the boxes. So there was a lot of help me. I need the light looking for the light. So that's where hope came as far as an acronym goes for helpers of paranormal entities. That's what hope stand stood for when I first started. Um, and, and so I would help these spirits and how would I help these spirits? Well, I would just pray for them. I mean, really, I'm not God. I don't claim to be anything like uh, some chosen one or anything like that. Um, I'm just a, another, you know, cog in the wheel um, is how I like to say it. But the fact is, is that I like to be an extension or I ask to be an extension of him, of his light. And so if I if I do this out of um, compassion and love and love for my higher power, that when I pray for the light, for them, for the souls, when I advise them to ask for God, ask for Jesus, ask for whoever they're comfortable with, okay, because it's not forcing, I'm not proselytizing on anybody, uh, that you have to follow a certain guru or, or, or deity, but when, when, you, when you ask for this help, you will get it. And so you, I would get, I would do that. And then I would get these responses through the boxes saying, thank you. I see the light. I see him. I see this. I'm okay. Now I feel better. Thank you. So you're getting responses, evidence that there was relief coming in. So that was huge. Okay. Oh yeah. So now, so now I'm helping spirit and I'm a part of helping spirit then I'm helping, then I'm doing readings for people and I'm doing readings where I'm not using equipment. I'm using just my intuitive ability and, and I'm, I'm tuning in and I'm getting these messages that are helping people with their faith, with connecting to their loved ones, with, with helping move past blocks in their life. Mm -hmm. So then, then I'm, so now I'm, I'm not just helping souls on the other side. I'm helping souls on this side in bodies <laughs> you know, I'm helping live people. Yeah. So now hope started to turn into something else where it wasn't just helpers of paranormal entities. Now it's helping other people evolve. And that's what the acronym stands for now for me. So, you know, I mean, I'm getting, I mean, I do group sessions for people. I do for my patrons where people can pay 10, $25 a month to join and they can give me a name, three questions. And each month I ask for their loved ones to come through. And I've been doing that for like six years now. And I've had patrons that have been with me from the beginning when I first signed up, when I first started the page, the, the patron page. And every month they put the same name on. And every month, these people on the other side come through. There's one woman that I bring up that, you know, there's a lot I could actually go through. But I mean, there's one that I, I mention a lot that 
her name is uh, Deborah, and she has a husband that committed or that took their own life. I got to rephrase that because that's yeah. not what we say anymore. We say take their own life. Um, that they took their own life. And um, so when I first started reaching out to him, his name is Benny, and uh, he he was looking for the light. He was looking for help. He was at he wasn't in a great place on the other side. The way six years later, every month he comes through. And if if you could go back and I told her to do this, I said, go back and, you know, you should do this as a project and write a book about it. And I said, go back and find all the times in those sessions and it's all logged that you can go and find where he came through and you will see the progression over six years of him getting better on the other side mm. that now he's like a spirit guide of hers. Now he's helping her and he's in, he's in the light and he feels good and he jokes around and he's, you know, he says these funny things through the box and all this other stuff. And I get these funny things intuitively and I tell her, and then he confirms through the box that he's saying those things. So you're seeing that the spiritual evolution of a soul is still continuing on on the other side. It's not ending because the physical life ended. So that's continuing. Um, so I think that's just absolutely amazing. And, you know, something that you said about he was talking through the box is it points to another acronym that you have, the ITC. But right. I'm assuming that that right. was related. Yeah. Can you talk yeah. about the ITC and the box? Right. So, OK, um, you know, um, ITC stands for Instrumental Transcommunication. Um, it's not something new. It's something that has been started by people such as um, Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, um, Frederick Jorgensen, who was a filmmaker like myself. Um, he was recording additional audio for his films with a recorder on the windowsill. And when he went back to listen, he heard voices on there. And that got him involved in EVP, which is another acronym for electronic voice phenomenon. Um, that's where you can just have a regular voice recorder and turn it on and ask a question and hear a whisper. And all and the whisper is not you. It's someone that's intelligent answering you. And, and that's, you know, um, so he was doing that. Constantine Radovau was a brilliant Latvian scientist who uh, just a brilliant mind. And he says that ITC is not a hobby for, for people that, that want to take it lightly. It's a serious uh, field of study. Um, and he was absolutely right. Um, he famously came through uh, a telephone after his death um, because he was working on ITC prior. He had some people that were willing to ask for him after his death, and he was able to come through. Um, you know, there there's a, a guy named Frank Sumption. Um, he, in the early 2000s, created what is known as the, the modern... Uh, spirit box, which is a um, a radio that will skip through radio stations at a fast rate. And what would happen is, is that it would it would skip these broadcasts and only allowing little bits of sound from the broadcast to come through. Right. Um, people could get intelligent responses through those radio boxes. Um, but they would also get these false positives sometimes because words could come through from the broadcast. So, I mean, you know, there was definitely that. Um, so, you know, mainstream science likes to debunk, try to debunk those things. What I did was go one step further. 
I, I looked at how was that happening? How were spirits responding through a radio? And, 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 you know, you'd hear curse words sometimes, and you know, that's not from the radio. You'd hear your name come through and you know, that's not from the radio. So you would get these responses that were definitive. You knew that without a doubt, there was a direct response from someone. And so I realized that spirit wasn't taking a word from the broadcast and saving it and, and, and timing it, that they were taking the errant sound from the broadcast and forming their own responses. So what does that mean? Well, then I went one step further and I, I, I took sound, human speech, and I started reversing it, slowing it down to about 70, 60 percent, and then chopping it up into small bits and then rearranging the pieces randomly. And what would happen is I would create this audio track about three, four, five minutes long of human speech, but was completely indiscernible. It was complete gibberish. There would, there's not one word in the track. So you would hear a lot of, you know, you get a lot of that gibberish. Mm -hmm. I then pipe that through my box with a little bit of echo. Echo creates longer sound waves. And so what would happen is, is that the spirit would take a segment of that gibberish with some echo in there, and they would speak using that sound, and it would form their own response. And so now what would happen is you would get a response that would be a sentence, a phrase that was very clear. English or, you know, a, a response to you, and you knew there's no way for that to come through. Before, there could be a question. Is that a false positive from the radio? Is that, you know? Mm -hmm. But now, by doing it this way, if I, if, I, if I ask a question and I open my noise gate, letting some sound come out, and there's, and there's just gibberish, then the spirit didn't use it. But if they if they did use it, we would get a clear yes, no, I'm here, I love you, I'm you know, a, a response to what we're saying. So that's what we do. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a co-worker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps.
You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, back to our podcast and back to our guest. And what you just downloaded is my free app. Yeah. I created yeah. a free app for it. Yeah. And, and I, have a, I have a paid version that's for a desktop and computer. Right. That's the Spirit Hope Spirit. Box. Yep. The Hope Spirit box on iOS and Android. It's free. Um, the, the, the phone version is free. I wanted everyone to try it on their own with no hangups. I didn't want anyone to have to have a, a dollar hang up or whatever. I wanted people to try it. Um, we did work on it for a very long time. So we do have a paid version. Um, that's an online based version. You can go on and, and use it on your computer, which is a way more advanced version of what you've got on the phone there. It's got a lot more in the paid version, but, um, and it, it, it's it's th these are audio. There's there's sound banks. There's like twenty sound banks on there, and there's young kid, young girl, young boy, middle aged male, middle aged woman, older male, older woman. You know, and you got all these different. And there's no words. It's just the sound of a voice of just gibberish. And so you, if you, if you want, you would look to speak, you want to speak to a loved one, a grandmother, let's say, um, you would need to intuitively connect to that person first. So the box, the gear, the radios, the recorders, they don't necessarily work unless you're tuning into your intuitive ability. They can work. It's not impossible. People don't realize that when they go out there and they record and they can get a response, that that spirit is connecting with them briefly enough for that to work. So we are our own best piece of paranormal equipment. The app, the recorders, the boxes, those are all just add-ons to what we're doing. So if I take the app and I'm a skeptic and I'm like, I don't know, this is bull crap, and you kind of don't even pay attention and you just try to ask it, you don't get anything and you go, oh, see, it doesn't work for me. That's the crappiest attitude to have. And that's probably you're not going to get results. But if you believe in something in the afterlife, you've had some experience, you know that you have a connection to a loved one. You may not be a medium, fine. But if you have a connection to a loved one, a deceased parent, a spouse, whatever, you've got an intuitive connection to that person. So if you ask them and you focus and say, oh, I want to ask for you and you, and you envision them in your mind and you think of a happy thought with them, a memory of them, and then you turn on your stuff, there's the chances of you getting something have gone up dramatically from just turning it on and asking kind of blindly. Um, so, you know, you would put a voice that matched your grandmother to the best of your ability. There's no guarantee you're going to get her. There's no, you know, right. but yeah. So then you do that. And and so people have been sending me their recordings because you can do that. You can just send recordings directly from the app after you, after you record them. 
And people would say, I cannot believe it. I've tried everything. I've never got a response or whatever, but check this out. And I hear it. And sure enough, it's a very direct reply to them. I love you. I'm here, you know, and they're, and they, you know, their, their lives are changed because of it, you know? So it's been really amazing watching uh, the development. No kidding. I can't wait to, to use it. My dad passed uh, last December and I, <clears throat> connected with him, but I'd love to hear from him. I'll show you a tip real quick so that anyone yeah. that's watching, and then of course, if you try it later, I'll just show you something. Sure. So when you open the app, you have uh, you have the screen, you get a tutorial video, and you can get to my channel and book sessions and all kinds of things. So kind of a big ad screen on the on the main thing, but when you click on the bottom lifeline there, wavelength, waveline, you, you know, you get the box. And mm -hmm. so let's say we want to talk to our grandmother for a minute. So I'm going to scroll to older female. I'm going to pick older female voice two. Um, the reverb is on. So you want to just kind of leave it alone. You would hit record, hit allow. It says allow. So you're, you're recording and you ask a question. And this is a big thing. People don't realize how long to keep this open. So you don't want to keep it going all the time. Mm -hmm. You want to just ask a question in quiet or not in quiet, but like, you know, without the box open, you say, hey, grandma, can you use this? And after you ask the question, you want to open the gate, mm -hmm. but then close it the second you open it. Oh. And a little bit of sound will come out. And then you want to stop your recording and you can go to your recording tab right here and go back and listen to it. But just take a listen at how long I'm or how long, just see how long I'm opening the gate. If people open it too long, too much sound comes out and then they're like, I don't understand. And you still may not understand, but this is a, the best way to do it. So testing, testing, one, two, three. And so a very short response will come through. I don't know what was said. I'm not really focusing right now. So I'm just kind of like showing you the mechanics of it. But that's how long. The second you open it, you kind of want to close it. You don't want to keep it open for too long. I sometimes will do this. I'll even go. Oh, so you take it all the way up and then close it halfway and then back up and then back down. I'll do that once in a while, but really I'll just kind of open and then close it. But, you know, so if you do that, there's really no question. I mean, if you stick with it, have focus, belief, you will get um, some responses, you know. And you and I, the whole sentence in, in just that amount of time, just that amount of time? That was, I mean, you know, a whole sentence could be, I mean... Sometimes, sometimes if I do the halfway and then open it and close it that way, that gives a little bit more time for them to use it. They could speak longer. It's not that I, you know, it's just that we don't understand too long of responses. So you got to tell them, listen, one, two, three words at the most. Don't try to say a whole sentence because I'm going to probably cut off some of it. And that's why sometimes you get partial responses that kind of don't make sense. And you're like, well, wait a minute. I know there's no words in this track. So I know that this has got to be someone using it because there's no way for just a partial intelligent response to come through. So there was, so, you know, there is still a mixed matching of when should they speak as opposed to how long I should open it. 
that's something you're going to have to kind of just feel out and work out with your with your spirit, you know, that you're working with. But yes, you can get two, three words out of something that's short because, you know, you want to go back and listen. Sometimes you have to slow it down a little bit to try to kind of, you know, they can pack a whole thing in like a short amount of thing, you know. Right. Sound. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to try it and see if I can uh, hear from my dad. That'd be wonderful. And of course, in your book, Finding Hope in the Afterlife, you break down like the, the protocol, how to test the equipment, how to use the equipment, how to open a session, how, right? You guide, you guide us. Yeah. Through. I mean, there's, you know, the, the sessions are so um, multi-leveled as far as how the process goes, I talk about the four stages of doing a session. And the first stage is really your preparation of you um, being setting the intention, in a good, setting the intention, being in a good space, doing a prayer, doing a meditation, mm -hmm. doing a visualization exercise to bring your loved one in first. Don't just turn it on and ask them to come try to call them on your soul phone within you before you call them on the spirit phone, you know, uh, that you're holding. And um, then you want to make sure that your gear is prepped, that your batteries are good, your phone is charged, your camera's working, kind of like what you were doing prior to the, you know, the interview. Make mm -hmm. sure that you don't have any sound issues from outside or anywhere else because nothing sucks more than doing a session, feeling like it's a good one, going back, and the camera didn't record sound properly, or you got right. some people outside with a blower blowing throughout your whole session. So there's things that you want to make sure on a technical level that are good first. Then you do the session. And when you do the session, you really just try to kind of, you know, let go. And maybe not everything is perfect. Not maybe there's some sound from your kids in the other room, or there's some other things going on. Maybe your attention is broken. Maybe the cat makes a sound and distracts you. All of those things can kind of bring you out of your spirit space. But it's your job just to kind of say, it's all good. I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to go the 20, 30 minutes, do the session. And I'm just going to like throw caution in the wind. And we're going to go ahead and do this. And, and you do it the best you can. The fourth step, though, I would argue is probably one of, if not the most important step out of all of them. And again, all of them are important. So it's really not. But the fourth step is the review process. Only about 15 or 10 percent of what you hear in real time, you will make out. A lot of what is said is going to be heard afterwards in the review. So it's important that you record each question and answer. It's important that you go back and you review your findings because there's a lot of responses that they that you'll get that you won't that you won't get in real time. A lot of people like to do the sessions, like to listen for real time. They record for long periods, but then they never go back and listen. And I'm going to tell you that spirit is going to eventually say, well, we're not going to keep trying to talk to this person if they're not going to, like we said a lot of good things to them and they didn't even want to go back and listen to that. So, you know, the review process is a big deal. And that's what my new online program, the HSB Pro for online for, for the desktop and computer, everything is built within you can go and you can listen to your re your recordings. You can review them and slow them down. You can caption them with words, and then you can export the clips 
from the program to show people. So you don't long, you know, no longer have to, you know, upload it to an editing program and learn an editing program. It's all in house for you. Yeah. And you've got three different spirit boxes, three different tools within that program to use. You've got this HSB radio box, kind of like a traditional spirit box. You got the pro, which is what is kind of like the phone app. And then you've got this one called the origin, which is the first beta version that I created that runs off a separate program almost, but is still very effective. So you've got a couple different things to play around with. And you've got links within there that help you. Like there's a link to watch a grounding exercise that I take you through. Mm. People are like, how do I protect myself? How do I feel like I'm not opening myself up to negativity and all this other stuff? And I say, you know, you're fine, but you know, yeah, you should do something to help with your energy and doing a grounding and running of energy is a really good thing. So there's a link in there you can click not in my phone app, but on the pro version that you can click and watch me guide you through a grounding. Then there's a visualization exercise to help you connect with your loved one where I kind of use, it's almost like, you know, hypnosis. It's just a guiding meditation that I say, close your eyes, listen to the sound of my voice. And I'm going to take you in, take you under almost into a place where you can really have a real expression, a real experience um, you know, with, with them, with the loved one, you know? Yeah. Very different than say Jack, Zach Beggins or something like yeah, that. Yeah. That's a, that, that's another, yeah, that's all. For, that's something different. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's a shame. But I mean, you know, Zach has been doing this a long time. So he, I guess he deserves, um, his respect and what he does, but he's built off of, you know, fear. And so the problem with that is that, you know, Fear cells, evil cells, and, you know, horror cells. Um, Love is not so enticing. Love is not so sparkly. And, and, you know, it's, it's like, it's just not, um, you know, people don't gravitate to it as much, you know, I mean, bad news sells over good news. That's why the front page doesn't have good news on the front. It's normally some crappy story that's bad, right? So that's where Zach has made his bones and that's where he's kind of, you know, and, uh, but, you know, I mean, you can get, I mean, there's a lot of negativity, just like there's negativity on this side, there's negativity on the other side. It's not necessarily demons and evil and in possession as much. That's, that's more for selling movies and shows and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, What you do get though, on the other side are, you know, assholes that didn't want to move on right uh they were negative in life and then they're negative on the other side because you know free will isn't just taken from us on the other side um you know who you are in this life is who you're going to be in the afterlife until you evolve and change kind of like what i talked about with that guy benny that took his own life i mean six years ago he wasn't in a great space he wasn't in hell Right. He wasn't in hell. So that's a big misconception. People think you take your own life. You're in hell. So exactly. religion talks about that's bull crap. So I've got scientific evidence showing that that's not true. Um, but he wasn't in a great mental space yet. Exactly. But connecting with his wife, connecting with me, prayers to him helped him evolve. So, you know, you, you know, you could still get people that are negative on the other side. 
And you've got idiots in abandoned buildings that hear a sound and scream and go, oh, my God, it's evil, you know. And and so, you know, if you've got some spirit that's hanging around that is not that positive and he, he sees some blubbering idiot in another room that is acting scared and acting like everything's evil – why wouldn't that guy go, I'm the devil? And that's a great sound clip, right? And so so, so this guy is going to record that and scream in the camera. Oh, and then go back to his YouTube channel and he's going to post it. I captured the devil on you know camera. He speaks to me. And that's going to be a big clip and whatever. And it's just some guy named Fred that was a negative dude when he was alive that's like, I'm the devil, you know, on the other side and pretending to be a demon. So there's a lot of that pretending to be evil crap um, that people don't realize. So I think that's what I've. Yeah. Many many spirits just want to feel relevant, want to feel like they're making an effect. They want to feel like they're interacting. And um, right. Exactly. That's why I like the work that you're doing, because it's really the I mean, it's why spiritualists um started their movement back in the the 1800s you know after the civil war it's why people seek out their loved ones on the other side it's helpful it's positive it it um it gives us comfort and hope it's really yeah i mean that's that's the whole you know like a lot of people throw a lot of leviticus and ecclesiastes at me about you know that old jewish levitical law that you know the in the bible the old testament about how you know soothsayers and necromancers and all these other types of things that, you know, and I, I like to just throw at them, you know, first Corinthians uh, 12 verse uh, four through 11, which is Paul. And Paul's talking about um, that these gifts that we have, these spiritual gifts that are to communicate with spirit, that are to see future events. Um, there are things that we get that we are, and he says, they, these are spiritual gifts all from the same spirit. They are from one spirit. They are from God. And we are to use these to help increase faith amongst other people that are not, that, that don't have that kind of faith. So there Paul is telling you that there are the, we have the ability to, to communicate with, with the father, to channel uh, messages, um, you know, to to communicate with the ones on the other side. And there's a number of other gifts that he lists. And he says, these are from one spirit. They're from God. And we are to use them for the good. And so they're right there. In the Bible is a verse, you know, in the New Testament telling you that what I'm doing is positive, not misusing it. Now, if I'm using it to spread fear and, 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 you know, with like the negativity and the evil, that's not the right way to use those gifts. So, you know, right. Yeah, exactly. It's manipulative and it's trying to manipulate reactions and elicit reactions for the sake of, of doing that. No, absolutely. So, um, what, what is the next steps what what's coming up in this type of research it's been around for a while using these um these instruments to try to to connect but but what what's on the horizon what's coming up 
Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I probably, I've already started kind of dabbling with another book. I haven't really gotten, I haven't dived into it yet. There's another book. It's called Conversations with Spirit, where I'm, I'm going to show the transcripts from some of the most powerful sessions that I've done um, with some well-known and unknown people. I ask for a lot of well-known people. I, I like to, people request that, and I love asking for them. It doesn't mean that I and say that I know 100% for sure that they are the person I'm reaching out to. Um, but I, I, you know, I've got a lot of validation from spirit, well-known and unknown people, that I was able to validate that it was them with a personal question, very personal information that they were able to give, factual, detailed information. Um, I just asked for Patrick Swayze um, a couple of days ago, and I just posted that session on my channel. And it's really an amazing session. There's some very direct responses from who I would say I believe was him coming through. I've asked for some really amazing people and they've come through. Um, so I love to be able to share that. I just started a new channel. Um, in addition to Hope Paranormal, I've now got Joshua Lewis Medium. It's a new channel that I just started and I'm going to be showing all of my personal sessions with people that I do. No well-known people, just all very kind of very personal sessions that I do. Um, and I've, I've held some events. I held an event in St. Augustine in New Orleans in, in, in um, 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 Savannah, Georgia. I just did one. Um, so I've done all these really very old haunted cities, kind of spiritual cities. And for, for people to come and, and, and join me, and it's a three-day event, so that's been cool. We just released the pro version um, to people, uh, you know, and then, you know, I mean, there's there's an idea, there's a talk of a TV show. There's, there's talks of um, collaborating with some other people. So I'm just kind of going where spirit's leading me. I, I don't really know. I, I, I just know that um, I want these things to be there. The book is there for people to read and really kind of get an understanding of what I'm doing. Um, the channel is there and, and, you know, all the videos are there. People can join and be a part of group sessions, get private readings from me, uh, box sessions, spirit photography sessions I do because I've been able to capture some amazing faces that I've been able to validate of, of people's faces that are coming through water, through digital noise. Um, so there's a lot of different aspects that I'm doing. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I don't really know what else I mean. I'm going to try to have some more events and work on, like I said, that other book that I'm doing and then, uh, you know, see where it goes, you know? That is so exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at your website now, hopeparanormal.com and, uh, there are links to the, you know, your YouTube and all of your social media. All of it. Yeah. Everything hope all related is hope, hopeparanormal.com. Um, everything hope related is there. Oh, that's awesome. And then we can find your book there as well. Um, I mean, it's listed there. Yeah, there's a link to Amazon. It's on Amazon. I'm not the publisher. So, I mean, you know, you can get it on Amazon, Kindle, paperback. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's there. What's cool about the book is that the first few chapters are my story. And I talk about yeah. how wild the story is. But then I go into really the the research and I and I cite my references and sources, um, as far as to back up what I'm saying, I, I, um, there's a lot of footnotes in the book that when you, you see an asterisk or a number and you go down, 
and you see a footnote and sometimes it's a fact showing where I got the information from. Sometimes it's a link to a video uh, playlist. Now on my channel, Hope Paranormal, there's a, a playlist called the book playlist. And there's like over 20 videos that coincide with the book. So as you're reading a story in the book, you might see a footnote and you go down and it says, see video number 10. And you go to my playlist on my channel and you watch that video and it corresponds with the story that I just told you. Um, so it's like a real experience, you know, and there's pictures in there too. You know, I have some, some really cool pictures of like spirit orbs that are yeah. showing up right in my session that you can see these, these orbs funny. that are popping up, you know, yeah. so some really cool things going on. Which you were, you told me before we started recording about your, you've got a white. Oh yeah. If, if we're, if you're listening on, or if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see it. But if you're listening to the audio version, um, you've got one of these white patches. Um, right. Right in the middle that? of my, right in the middle of my forehead, right above my, you know, it's like right on the front and it's right in the middle. And it's weird because I don't, I have a little bit of gray, but not much, but it's this white patch has been there for a while. And I remember sitting in, um, so when I record my sessions, I was telling you earlier that I could see these balls of light, these orbs that I believe are the souls coming in and out of the sessions. And a lot of them have come into that white patch or leave my head in from that white patch and will just shoot straight up out of the white patch. And it's like the spirit highway, I call them. And, and it's like, it's just crazy. And so I was getting my hair cut once and the, and, and the woman cutting my hair, she says, Oh, she says, um, did you have a near death experience? Ooh. And I said, no, I mean, I, I probably almost died many times being addicted to drugs, but I said, I, I don't, I didn't like flatline and, and they have to bring me back. I didn't, I don't believe I ever had that happen as far as I know. Um, and I said, how come, uh, why are you asking that? And she said, well, and she goes, you have this white patch in your hair. And she said, and I, I've ever since I've been cutting hair, I see people come in and sometimes they'll have one here. Sometimes someone will have it there or they'll have it here in a weird white patch. And, uh, and I always ask people, you know, do you like, did that, did you always have that or, and a lot of people say, no, I didn't always have that. It showed up one day. And she started asking, well, what do you think could be the reason? And so a lot of these people shared with her that they had a near-death experience. And that this white patch showed up after that. And I said, well, you know what's interesting about that? I said, I haven't had a near-death experience. But when I do, I said, I'm in afterlife research. I'm a medium. And she's like, oh, my God. You know, the barber, she's like, what? Wow. And I and I showed her this clip from on TikTok. I have a TikTok and I share a lot of my one minute clips on there. And, and I showed her the clip of the of the of the of the orb leaving my head. And she's like, oh, my God, that is amazing. I have to show a number of people this that I talk to about their white patch. I want to show them this, you know, and I said, right. yeah. And so she did. And uh, and so I've always I'm always curious about if people have now, if they've got a white patch, if, if it's been because of a near death experience or what, but I think it's got to do with something spiritual because of, oh, of, yeah. of, it's almost like they're staining it with their light as they're, it's like they're bleaching that patch of hair uh, when they go in and out, you know? Right, right, right. Which would be true of the near death experience, you know, the soul perhaps coming in and out of the body, which is interesting. It's not even on the, 
crown chakra protect in particular it's, it's more the third eye yeah kind of but not really yeah well i mean the third eye is right here yeah it's pineal close. gland is the is you know it's there you yeah. know you know it's right there close. so it you know it's close but it's like yeah the crown would be right in the middle mm -hmm. it would be like going in and out of the crown but it, it but when you see a couple of these clips you could see them it's like the ball of light will leave right here not up here it's leaving right there interesting and it's, it's just a very a very crazy phenomenon you know yeah yeah that is so cool well um this has been really really interesting um is there anything that we haven't talked about or i haven't asked that you think is important before we go no, no i mean if anyone's interested in using the app for free download it on ios or android hope spirit box um and then if they want to try the pro version it's five dollars a month and you cancel any time i mean it's an online program it's not downloadable so you know it's a really involved program but you know anyone could check it out and I would say it would give you one of the best opportunities that you'd have in in reaching a loved one, you know. Fantastic. And we'll put all of the links in the show notes. Thank Great. you so much, Josh, for joining me today, because this has been really interesting. Uh, uh, thank you. It's been really an honor and a lot of fun talking to you. So thank you. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.